COVID-19, oh, we need a vaccine at this moment. It means everything. Please wear your mask and stay six feet back. Total shutdown. COVID-19. Episode 10 is here, Ken. Two middle-aged men in Cleveland is back, and we have hit double digits. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. As Father John Singler used to say at Mass, how good it is for us to be here. There you go. It's episode- How are you doing, sir? How, was well. how are you? Just living the dream. I'm very excited that we have now put two middle-aged men in Cleveland. People could find us on Facebook and Twitter. This is big. We're on all these different podcast venues. Yes. Ted, are you ready for this? I'm ready. You don't have a choice, so you better be ready. (laughs) SoundCloud, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and the latest, Google Podcasts. Oh, my gosh. We're on Google now. We're part of the empire. This is scary. It really is. (laughs) Our Twitter handle or our Twitter name or whatever you want to call it is the number two, M-A-M-I-C-L-E, two middle-aged men in Cleveland, two M-A-M-I-C-L-E. So tweet us there. We'd love to hear from you Uh, or uh, send us a message on Facebook and uh, maybe at some point we'll... uh, you know, if we uh, have some uh, listener mail, we can uh, respond to those on the show. Absolutely. And we do have a Facebook page that many of you have liked, and we appreciate that. And our most recent likes last week, David Lee Morgan Jr., Kelly Jacobs, Mike Van Dyne, Sherry Westerberg, Rachel Bixler, Christina Couple, John Strangle, Amy Carter, Mindy Varsky, and Tim Brainerd. So mm. thanks for liking our page. And yeah. Appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ken, uh, how was your 4th of July? 4th of July was great. I know you're not even going to guess. I'll just tell you. I did play golf. Played golf <laughs> twice. It's great. Unfortunately, I had to go to a funeral. One of my cousins passed away at a very young age, so I had Sorry to make to my that. way down to the Pittsburgh area. And I don't really go off very often, Ted, but I, I'm going to bring up a subject that, that kind of gets me a little fired up, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. So mm-hmm. I drove down to Pittsburgh. That's where uh, some services were for my cousin. And uh, it was a nice drive. It was a nice day outside. And so I, I obviously I'm on the turnpike driving down there and I notice there was a car driving around, no license plate in the front and no license plate in the back. And I'm not surprised to see this in all honesty because we now have a new rule in Ohio. You don't need a license plate in the front. So I'm thinking, oh, it's just a random thing. On my way to Pittsburgh and on my way back, I saw eight cars, <laughs> eight cars that had zero license plate, no hard plate, no temporary tag, nothing. How do you do that? How can you just ride around, not have an issue, no plate? Well, unfortunately, I think. Part of the problem is that who would normally be enforcing that? The police? They're a little busy at the moment with all the the other things that are going on in our country at the moment. And unfortunately, things like that are going to slide under the radar, so to speak. But you're right. In fact, 
we were uh, coming home from baseball yesterday, and we saw a car, no front plate and no rear plate. So, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, unbelievable. So, <sighs> that's my rant of the week. Rant Get of the your week. license plates. Hey, maybe there, maybe there's a segment. Rant of the week. Rant of the week. I love rant it. of the week. How about you, Ted? How was your Fourth uh, uh, of July weekend? We had a cookout, so that was enjoyable. We've had some baseball games and some hockey games, and so. Well, not hockey games. We have hockey camp. And so I have made an effort to, you know, we're, we're doing hockey camp. We're doing baseball. We should be getting better. So I'm making an effort to try to play with the boys and help them, you know, just practice. And so when I get home each evening, we have a bunch of two by fours and wood. I set up a little rectangle in the driveway for street hockey. And then we have some tennis balls and so the idea, at least, is that they will either together or one at a time come out, play some street hockey together or against me, and then play catch with me. Not so much worried about my youngest son because he's just starting in hockey and just, you know, I mean, six. So he's just, you know, starting in these sports. My middle son is very into sports. He hops out of the car. He sees the, the hockey thing set up and he goes straight for it. Even though this, he knows the iPad might be available, he goes straight for it. However, my eldest son, it's like pulling teeth to get him to come out, play catch or whatever with me. When I was growing up, I would have begged my, I did beg my dad, come, come play catch with me. And he, apparently I know competition for the iPad, but then I played street hockey with my middle son. I now have a giant goose egg on my ankle oh, where he caught me with the DL. stick. Yeah, but I'm on yeah. the DL, ladies and gentlemen, day to day. He's day I'll to tell day. You, the other thing I, we have noticed with the baseball games, they want each player to have their own seat, and they yeah. want the players to sit six feet apart but away from the fans. It's tremendous. It's like a night off from parenting. Yeah. We have no involvement. And Eric, my wife will get up, you know, hey, sit down or whatever. I say, Erica, let the coach handle it. Yep. We just sit here and watch the game. It's tremendous. Enjoy watching your kids run around. It's a beautiful thing. That's right. That's, awesome That's right. Time. Let's somebody else yell at them. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, what do we have coming up on the show today? We have game time. We're going to play Who Am I Cleveland? I've got some Klops clips and a lot more. Blah, blah, blah. 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 With us now, we have Jerry Kohler from the Kohler Financial Group located on Pearl Road in Parma Heights. Jerry, thanks for taking the time. Can you talk a little bit about your background? Sure. I am a uh, certified financial planner. Been in business for almost 29 years. Started in uh, the fall of 1991. Work with my family. So we've been uh, in business since 1972. My mom and dad started it. Two of my brothers are here and hopefully my son will join us as well next year. We do a variety of things, but I kind of specialize in retirement planning, investing, and helping people at the point of a transition, either changing jobs or retiring, and working with them with their retirement account, 401k, 403b, and rolling that over. Hey, Jerry, with uh, these unique times that we are in with COVID-19 going on, things shut down, we also have a presidential race and some unrest in our nation, how much do these different things affect the market going up and down. Most of those things account for daily fluctuations. If there was a protest yesterday that turned violent, the market may react to that. 
But what really drives the market in the long term is corporate earnings. So are you and I out there spending? Are we buying cars, houses, going to the grocery store, going on vacation? If we're spending our money, then the economy generally should grow. 70% of our economy is made up of consumer spending. So anything that negatively affects that, shutdowns, is going to affect the economy, corporate earnings, and things that don't affect that are things that maybe cause, again, a short-term drop in the market due to fear, but it really won't affect the market in the long term. So again, protests shouldn't really have an impact, but again, it could cause me to say, I'm not going downtown today because there might be protesters and it could turn violent. But I'll probably still go down a week later and still spend that same money that I would have. That makes sense. So one of the big questions that a lot of people have been asking, at least I've talked to, is during this time, there's many people out of work. I think the number right now is somewhere around 45 million or something of that extent. Not everybody could sign a contract like Pat Mahomes did recently for 10 years for $500 million. So most of us are in a normal type of budget. What are some of the things that I can do or someone can do during this pandemic to save money? Well, let me take a step back. And even before saving money, one thing that I recommend to all people is that they should have an emergency fund so that when we do run into a situation like this, and we never know what that emergency is, and here it is, an emergency fund should be somewhere between about three and six months of expenses. So if somebody hasn't gone through the exercise of putting together a budget in terms of what their expenses are, that's the first thing I'd recommend. And then again, multiply that by three to six times. That's how much you should have set aside for the unknown. So having said that, what are things that I could be doing today to help me save money? And a lot of that has to do with going through that budget. So I look at how much am I spending on cable? Do I really watch cable? Well, I only watch three channels. Could I pare my cable bill down by cutting things off? What about, you know, all these subscriptions? I have magazines. Can I pare some of those down? If I'm a homeowner, when was the last time I looked into potentially refinancing? You know, interest rates are at near all-time lows. If I haven't done that in a long time, and if I have a rate that's five, six percent, I could be getting a rate in the three to four percent range today. That could free up money for me, or I could shorten the length and then therefore pay it off sooner. Uh, But again, I think going through that budget would be one of the biggest things and looking for those places that I'm overspending. Another big one that most people don't often put on paper, and right now I know a lot of people are working from home, but if they go into an office, they go to lunch every day. Not necessarily out to eat, but they go to a fast food and they're spending five, 10, $15 a day, or they're getting their Starbucks coffee on the way in the morning. And if you add those up over the course of a month, a year, if you just did a cup of coffee at home twice a week, you made a lunch twice a week, then that could save some money and and keep that in your pocket, build up that emergency fund, or give you money to do other things down the road. Jerry, the stimulus checks that came out a couple of months ago, there were some different ways that folks handled those. If they still have that money, what would be your recommendation for what they should do with that? Or there's talk of another stimulus check coming. So if another stimulus check comes, what are some suggestions that you have as far as financial planning for this money that the government is providing during these unique times? Well, and there's no blanket way to spend this. Some people did need it because they lost their job and therefore it went towards food or rent or utilities. For people who still had a job and this money truly was a gift, number one, 
If they don't have the emergency fund, here's your start to emergency fund. Second, if they have any debt, so credit card or student loans, they could easily apply it towards something like that. And if they truly didn't need this money and they're basically debt-free other than maybe a car and a mortgage, then maybe they could go out there and spend it on the economy and truly use it as a stimulus to get our economy back on foot and help some of those people who are out of work get back to work, you know, create that demand. So there's no one size fits all, but there's a lot of things you can do based on your circumstances. Jerry, one thing that people talk about all the time with young kids, what can I do to get things started for them? Well, again, depends on what the goal is. If it's college, generally a 529 is a uh, plan that many people use. The advantage in Ohio is that you can contribute money, anything from $25 up to tens of thousands of dollars. You can deduct on your state tax return up to $4,000 per year per beneficiary, so per child. The money sits in the account, can be invested how you direct it, conservative and or aggressive. The money grows tax deferred, and as long as you use it for college expenses, which is room, board, tuition, books, fees, things of that nature, computers, then it's a tax-free distribution. Now, some people say, well, I don't know if my kid's gonna go to college. They were just born. I can't predict 18 years from now what they're gonna do. So a 529 might not be the right vehicle for them. However, if they have multiple kids, it can be passed down from one child to another. But if they weren't sure, then they could just set up some type of a mutual fund invest that money, again, whatever amount that they wish. You'd have no tax advantages, you'd get no tax break, but you'd have flexibility that the money could be used for college, but it could be used for any other purpose as well. So I have that conversation with clients of, you know, what do you want this money to be for? And then we can tailor that to either be specific college or more generic. Sounds like the rule of thumb here, Jerry, is a conversation is the best starting point. And if folks want to talk with you more and get some specific advice for them, how would they get in touch with you? Certainly we have a website. So KohlerFinancialGroup.com, K-O-L-E-R Financial Group, phone number 440-884-7042. And right now with the pandemic, I am meeting with clients in person following social distance guidelines. I'm doing teleconferences, Zoom, video conferencing, or phone calls with clients. So I can meet with people in a variety of ways, whatever they're comfortable with. Well, thank you very much for the uh, financial advice, Jerry. Uh, this has been a rather serious, so to speak, conversation. Would you be interested in taking part in a little less serious part of our show here in a, a little bit when we uh, go to our game time segment? Can we get you to participate and see if you can help us figure out the who am I for Cleveland for this week? Sure, I'd willing to, uh, be willing to try. All right, we'll see you in a few minutes. And now, a woman's perspective. Behind every nagging woman, there's a man who's not doing what he's supposed to. This has been A Woman's Perspective. Have you heard about Anchor? I'm not talking about the one... For a boat. This is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast 
right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It is time now for this week's collection of Klops Clips, our news stories that are, shall we say, unique. I think that's one way to put it. Unique is is one word you could say. Yeah. Well, when we get in Strongsville, Ohio, a man apparently used the self-checkout to ring up a cart full of items. The problem is he, he kept scanning the same tag, charging himself 50 cents for each item. An employee called the police and stopped the guy. He was cited for shoplifting. Wait a minute. He kept scanning the same tag? Same tag. Like he had found something for 50 cents. Change it up. Just it, change it up. Find a different tag. What's the TV tag. in the cart? 50 cents. What's, oh the, my God. what's the stereo in the cart? 50 cents. Wow. Yep. Police in North Worlton stopped a man in a car for an illegal turn and later discovered he had a suspended license, but the real surprise was located during a search of the vehicle when seven bricks of what appeared to be illegal drugs were found. The bags were filled with a brown substance wrapped in duct tape. The driver laughed at the discovery, saying that the substance was sand. Turns out that was true. The man was planning to use the sand to fill up his punching bag. He's got sand in sand. bricks? Bricks of sand, yeah. I don't know they had Just because they look like bricks. marijuana bricks, there's no reason to think they are marijuana bricks. I mean... Don't you buy it in a bag? Where do well, you get a brick of sand? I, I, I don't, don't know. I'm not up on that. Okay. You know, Ken, maybe he was practicing how to make <clears throat> bricks of substance. Oh, it was a practice run. Is that what I don't saying? know. I'm not. I don't want to cast any okay. uh, aspersions. But here we go. An Akron man arrested for forcing his way behind a subway counter to make his own sandwich. Police say 44-year-old Don Peters was shocker drunk when he entered the restaurant and demanded a meal. Then he broke some plexiglass and came behind the counter to prepare one himself. He was arrested about a block from the eatery with a bottle of vodka and a block of Subway cheese in his pocket. Wow. Well, if you're hungry, <laughs> help yourself. He thought it was a buffet. He's probably confused. A Connecticut man was helping a friend move furniture into a home when the floor collapsed under him and he fell almost 30 feet into a well under the house. Police believe the well was located outside the house when it was originally built and later covered up by the flooring. Firefighters were able to pull Christopher Town out of the well with only minor injuries. I think that if I was the one that was moving into that house, I might find another house. I don't know. <laughs> there could be other issues. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't think I'd stay. Hmm. 
Well, students at the University of Alabama have been throwing COVID parties. Oh, gosh. Listen to this. The hosts of these parties in Tuscaloosa have apparently deliberately invited people who have tested positive for coronavirus. Then all party attendees put money into a pot, and the first person to contract the virus takes all the money. The most recent party led to the host and eight partygoers testing positive. I will say that I've heard about something like this all throughout the country. In fact, I heard about something like this in the Cleveland area too. The younger kids are getting together and I think they kind of think it's fun. And I hate to say this, this is a disease, it's dangerous, and you don't know how it's gonna to react to you if you get it. I'm a perfectly healthy person, I believe, but I don't want to get the coronavirus because I don't know what's going to happen once I contract it. So, oh boy. Not you good. don't know until you know, and when you know, it might be too late. Yeah, unfortunately. A South Carolina woman went to a store to buy a scratch-off lottery ticket, but they were sold out. So she chose another ticket and wound up winning 250 grand. The odds for her to win on that play were one in $810,000. Someone so, was telling her there's a reason that happened. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. That's outstanding. Good for her. Shoppers in Korea have a new flavor of Kellogg's to try. Onion flavored breakfast cereal what? is now an option. <laughs> oh, mm. yummy, yummy. Oh, green onion chaka beat out chocolate checky in a poll and is now on sale. What is chocolate checky? I don't know. I think okay. that's, I think I had that for dessert last night. Do you want onions in your cereal? Uh, no. Did you see your, I mean, you could just save money, just take your special K and. Shave some onions right in there. There you go. What do you think? I don't know what to think of that one. I think we passed. <clears throat> a highway in Virginia was backed up for at least two miles because of loose pigs. Loose pigs. Some of the, some pigs of the, south, some of the southbound lanes of I-95 in Spotsylvania and Carolina counties had to be closed off while animal control workers and the motorists worked to corral four hogs. Police and the sheriff's department got all the lanes open in about a half hour. Bigs were apparently being moved in a trailer, hitched to a truck, and the owner is now charged with failing to secure the animals. Secure your pigs, please. Please secure your animals. Bacon. Bacon. Staying with animal problems, a cat in Australia survived a 12-minute washing machine oh. cycle with hot water and detergent. Two-year-old Oscar apparently got into the washer and fell asleep. His owner didn't realize it when she turned the machine on. Amanda Meredith did hear what she described as a peculiar meowing sound. She couldn't find oh. Oscar and started when she started looking for him, she did eventually find him with his paws on the glass, looking at her as he spun in the machine. Oh. She pulled him out and the vet looked at him. He is okay, just a few bumps and bruises. That's crazy. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's, I've heard of something like that previously, not with cats, though. a couple other animals jumping in there just because it's a, a damn place and all this stuff. Oh, I'm glad that Oscar's okay. Mm -hmm. Finally, congratulations to Joey Chestnut and 
Nikki Sudu. They are the champions of this year's Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Sudu set a woman's world record consuming 48 and a half hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes for her seventh straight win. Chestnut, meanwhile, retains the mustard yellow belt, beating his own world record of 74 dogs consumed set two years ago. This year, he downed 75 dogs and buns oh. in 10 minutes. That is almost 22,000 calories. 22,000 calories. The 36-year-old has won the event in 13 of the last 14 years. He won by 30 hot dogs. Yeah. Mickey Udo, she had more hot dogs eaten than any of the other males. Hmm. It just... What does the next day feel like for these folks? Uh. I'm just going to throw that out there. Not trying to be graphic or anything. I'm uh, just how was how was their day the next day? I think to be non-graphic, the best word you could use would be uncomfortable. I think we'll, see. well, that Ken is this week's collection of Klopp's clips. Ooh. 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 It's game time now. We are ready for Who Am I, Cleveland? We welcome Jerry Kohler back for our game. Thanks for taking part in the <clears throat> nonsense, Jerry. And uh, Ken has some clues for this week's, correct me if I'm wrong, Ken, here, person, place, or thing that correct. is in some way associated with Cleveland. Yes, that is correct. I think you guys, you should get this. I really have, I have okay. confidence in you, okay? Boy, okay, number one. I think, your, I think your confidence is misplaced, but nonetheless. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the force today, both <laughs> of you. This person was born on January 5th, 1932 in Cleveland. He attended Benedictine High School and also Jerry's alma mater, the University of Dayton. Okay. Okay, that's number one. He attend. Okay. He attended Benedictine High School here in Cleveland, mm -hmm. and then the University of Dayton. Okay. Second one. This person played seven years with the Cleveland Browns as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three, this person was a head coach from 1969 to 1991. Mm -hmm. This person was inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1993. Okay. Last one. I think this will get it for you guys. I already this, have it. This person won six NFL championships and one AFL championship. Who is right. this person of Cleveland? Summarize one more time. This person. No problem. First of all, this person was born in 1932 on January 5th. Yep. Attended Benedictine High School and the University of Dayton. Okay. They played seven years for the Browns as a linebacker. Mm -hmm. They were a head coach from 1969 to 1991. This person was inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1993. This person won six NFL championships and one AFL championship. Well, Jerry, you think you've got it, so you go ahead. Uh, feet first. Jump on in. Yeah, you had me at UD. It's Chuck Knoll. Chuck Knoll. Wow. I, I, ha I had no idea. So, I'll, uh, yeah, what the heck? Chuck Knoll. 
You're going to jump on board with Jerry. I will well, jump on board with Jerry. Uh, Jerry. Jerry's a very smart financial guy. He obviously knows his UD uh, as well. And so I'll go with Chuck Knoll as well. Ted, that was a great move on your part because uh, that is correct. Chuck All Knoll right. is the answer. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. Fine. Fine gentleman from the Cleveland area attending uh, Benedictine and the University of Dayton. Now he's one of three head coaches to coach for one team for that long, which is, hmm. if you think about it now in sports, guys, that's unheard of. It really is. I mean, you have somebody like a Bill Belichick or some other folks that have coached for a long time, but to coach from 1969 at the age of 37 and to spend that many years with the, with the Steelers to 91, that's, it was unbelievable. Great coach. There are a total of three head coaches that spent three. that amount of time with the yes. same team. Yes. Okay. Should, we, should, should, should we guess who those people are? Is that the, sec is that the second ahead. question? Let it roll, boys. Well, I'm guessing one's Don Shula. Correct. Okay. And I would go with one of the Cowboys coaches, Tom Landry. Correct again. There you go. Well, you guys, there you go. Boy, we got this wow. covered today. Wow. All right. Well, you know, Google, Google works great. <laughs> That's right. We can't see it, Jerry. That's right. That's no. right. We'll never <laughs> let it be said that the financial guy doesn't know his sports as well, right? You gave me easy right. ones. Well, Jerry, uh, th thanks for uh, playing along. The dirty sock that you've won will be delivered to you personally by Ken in the very near future when he meets with you for his financial planning. I will accept it graciously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. That's game time. And uh, thanks for your time, Jerry. You're welcome. Ooh. Ooh. Well, Ken, episode 10 in the books. We want to thank Jerry Kohler from the Kohler Financial Group for joining us and for getting the Who Am I Cleveland correctly, bailing me out there because I was totally lost on that. That was a good one, Ken. Jerry knows his sports, no doubt. And I did not know before I picked Chuck Knoll that he went to Dayton. <laughs> and then I looked at Jerry's bio and I'm thinking, oh, he's going to get this pretty quick. But that was good. Say just to, as a reminder, everybody, once again, uh, you can find us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Don't forget our handle for Twitter is at 2-M-A-M-I-C-L-E. And then Facebook is just Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland. And once again, you can listen to us on many different podcast venues, SoundCloud, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and the latest. Google Podcasts. Hmm. Well, what was the third one that you mentioned there? Breaker? I don't even know her. I didn't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ted, thanks for the time. I hope everyone has a great week. And just remember, what are we, Ted? Two middle-aged men here in Cleveland. <laughs>